I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Uh, 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 Zulu Nation, Brothers Last Creation, Mines Get Flooded, uh, ejaculation, right on the two-inch tape. The abstract poet incognito runs the cape, not the best, not the worst, but occasionally I curse to get my point across, so bust the floss as I go in between the grit and the dirt. Listen to the mission, listen, missus, I do work. Hey, welcome to the Black Outtest Podcast, your host Rod and Karen. Uh, we are in the house on Saturday morning. Yes, feedback time. we are. Mm-hmm. Um, feedback show. We do this once a week. Of course, this is the show where, you know, the fans have a chance to get their voices heard by mm-hmm. writing the show, emailing the show, leaving voicemails for the show, um, leaving comments on the polls, voting, all kinds of ways to get your voice heard. On the podcast, uh, once a week, you need to leave a five star iTunes review, and we promise to read it no matter what it says. Yep, yep. Uh, donate to the show, get your shout out. I mean, it's a ton of ways to interact with the show, and that's what today is all about. We did a ton of long shows this week. I think almost every show we did this week was like almost two hours. So it was a bit on that grind. It was a lot of like you know we had some good guests this week, mm-hmm. man. Been a you lot know, of fun. Yeah, Black on Black Cinema. You know, a lot of people were writing us on Twitter about how they love that show, mm-hmm. and uh, you know now they're fans of that show. They're gonna go listen to them. Uh, we had Dexter from Shout Out Productions. Productions. You know, everybody loves Dex. Um, we had uh, Shirley and Justin it live in studio. You know, on Shirley Sunday, Wong. Yeah, on Sunday. So you know, we got we got a ton of stuff. Um, first things first is talk about the people that gave us money because those are the people that you know uh, are so important to the show. Um, Damian Jackson, who I, I am for real. real. Uh, he donated to the show. Terry W. Um. I feel like I'm supposed to call Terry W something else, but if I messed up, my bad. But uh, Terry donated to the show. Michael Irvin, the playmaker, he donated to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, I enjoyed your Hall of Fame speech. Jason H, <laughs> he hit us with a recurring donation. Angela P, she hit us with that recurring donation. Yes, Angela P. Miss um, Cristobal, she hit us with that recurring donation. Greg G, recurring donation, guys. Just thank you so much greg g uh, i feel like i say greg g's name every week um um and that could just be that my email is messing up but if so hey, just you keep get it double the shout outs. All these shout outs yeah uh mr span he is with the recurring donation i'm surprised he he's still alive he he, he uh, well, he out of detroit of course yeah, he's I mean, still alive i mean he alive but it's one of the things where he got out of detroit he was like you know what i ain't podcasting ever again i ain't got no reason to mm-hmm. he'd be like the return of the show coming soon on facebook then he just go Nothing outside happened. and he and realized nobody's shooting at him yeah he he, he soaked the sun in he was like podcast shit i ain't staying in no house i'm going and doing some good shit mm-hmm. uh terrell and two fish two fish um and that's all the donations for uh last week thank you so much everybody that that put in on it um that's awesome uh let's talk about what you want to do first can we got uh, an itunes review um uh, got let's do an itunes review and then i like to do the polls all right uh the best five stars now karen how did they get that itunes review read on the show they did it two ways if you have an app they had they had to have either Apple device and use any Apple device you have. Go to iTunes.com. Type in the black guy 
who tips and in the right hand corner you should have something that says leave a review give us five stars and leave us a comment and we will read your comment no matter what if you do not have an Apple device go to iTunes.com and follow the same instructions as before I thank you yep so make sure you guys do that uh, this one is called the best five stars and it's by AIDS 1161 so I guess AIDS even likes us Karen that's right I know right the best podcast Rod and Karen are hilarious on every show fan for life see <laughs> that's simple guys and that's how you get your five star review see thank you so much guys um let's talk about this page our first episode for last week was a feedback show freestyles ain't free uh because it was about i think we got a question asked uh from the chat room um it was either feek or rock it was one of those dudes from um um from black astronauts and he was saying like how you know talking about how freestyles and stuff and stuff and i was like man freestyles uh that J- he was talking about how j cole said that line about autism being and retarded mm-hmm. uh in a freestyle and i was like even freestyles ain't what they used to be i, no, I can't even not. respect that no more like mm-hmm. it used to be a time where that really would have been off the head but now you know he just he probably prepared that verse weeks ago just to spit on some radio show or something i can't give him props nope so do you think uh and then uh one of the uh, emails we got i think or called video voicemails we got i think it was felt five who said that um podcasters like keith and the girl they didn't know enough about the trayvon martin verdict to be talking about the case and mm-hmm. all this stuff and i said do you think podcasters should have to know everything about a subject in order to speak on it because i think we we routinely don't know there's plenty of times where i get off the mic and then somebody tells me some shit i did not know yeah, I'm like, oh, you know, well, something new every day. Well, didn't know that, that beforehand. Yeah, that kind of changes what I was thinking. You know, I that was, my opinion was this, and uh, now it's more informed than it was before. I'm not, you know, I'm not an expert on the subject. I'm just giving my feelings, and my daily life, like everybody else, right? Yep. Um, yes, 22 percent of people think podcasts have to know everything about subject in order to speak on it. And uh, there are plenty of podcasts for people like that, you know. Um, yeah, it is. There's plenty of podcasts. They check their facts. They do their right. research. They they don't they don't speak on it unless they've um, done everything that they need to do to present it to you in a, in in the most informed and educated manner at that time. But the same people to check that, ask yourself a question: When you open up your mouth and put your words on everything, do you know everything about everything before you start talking? Well, no. I'm not. I'm not even gonna apply that to their whatever because they might not um, have a podcast or anything like that. That's that true. Put out there in the public, but um, I would just say like you know, there's a ton of podcasts that do that. Um, yes, it is. You know, uh, there's like. There's, you know, like maybe like a This American Life, Freakonomics. Yeah, um, not, not, you know, with, uh, there's a lot of also expert podcasts where people yes, are they like, are. we talk about one subject all the time. Yeah. Um, and, and, and if that's the case, I completely understand you holding podcasts like that to that standard because this is their job. This is what a lot of, a lot of times, a lot of those people get paid to do that, do that type of work. Well, we do too at this point. And that's true. But I'm just saying, if that's your standard, that's your standard. That's just, true too. It's just not our it's standard. It's not like they have to listen to, to our show. Just, there's always a lot of options out there for people, you know. Um, I think, a comedy show being held to that standard is kind of high. Yes. Um, but maybe there's even a comedy podcast where they do that. I just, I've not heard one yet, but. That's true. Um, you know, it's just not my thing, you know? So I, like, I actually don't really 
care too much as much as i like opinions and i like to hear different opinions Mm -hmm. and i like to hear what people have to say on topics you know there's been shows i've listened to i absolutely disagree with everything they said Mm -hmm. hated it but i still was like you know i got to hear their honest opinion Opinion. about something and even if i'm infuriated by it i still walk away like okay you know i don't go well if you knew all the facts you would blah 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 blah." because i you know a lot of times uh to be quite honest the last thing that matters to a lot of people when they start talking is facts like they already yeah got their mind made Made up up. anyway that's right um and then also what most people tend to disregard is at this point in america everything got two sets of facts you know yeah 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 regardless of how it's presented everything got two sets of facts so yes you should have to know everything before speaking on it 22 percent 78% 78% of people say no. And uh, I think that's, you know, why our audience is so cool. Because, like, fuck, that's an unreasonable, you know, standard for mm-hmm. a comedy show, I think. It's like, just be funny or thought-provoking, whatever, you know. a lot. Like I said, a lot of times uh, it's that process that you would actually end up learning shit is because you do put your stuff out there. And then somebody comes in and says, well, what about this? And you're like, oh, yeah, what about that? Yeah, and it challenges you and it makes you think. And, and like I say, even when you listen to people whose opinions uh, are not yours, a lot of times you're like, hey, I didn't think about it in that manner. Right. Hey, I would have never, you know, considered that uh, position on it. Okay, I better understand now. And I'm the type of person to go, okay, I was wrong. But a lot of people, like you said, because we have two sides and nobody ever wants to say my opinion or my view, uh, whatever I said at the time was fucked up and they don't want to go back and retract it. You know, you deal with a lot of bickering a lot of times versus everybody just having a uh, a reasonable conversation. Yeah, everybody wants to be right. You know, nobody wants to say I didn't know. Nobody True. wants to say uh, my bad. You know, everybody just wants to be like I said my opinion and that's it. Nobody, yep. everybody shut the fuck up and, and party on past it, even yeah. if you correct them. But uh, you know, that's one of the things you know about the show that I like is that um, we can like find out more stuff. Like I don't want to be the kind of person that's just like i said this thing so i have to stick to it for the rest of my life if no you know um and then i remember even some of the shows that really do a lot of great research on topics like um this american life ended up having to kind of like amend or retract the story Mm -hmm. uh in the past because they found new information out after they posted it you know um like like i said even with the uh i think the keith and the girl thing um that became a big thread on their forums it came like a bunch of different information michael ended up kind of saying uh the person who called in was like i wish i hadn't said that zimmerman and trayvon martin were both two idiots that met on the night he's like obviously one person is way more complicit in this dude's death than the other and he's like i shouldn't have used that language and that would have never happened if people didn't wouldn't have challenged engage them in dialogue mm-hmm. instead of just being like oh you need to know everything and you know walking away so ron says the whole thing about a podcast is the same with any medium there's something being conveyed to another as in any conversation it could be projected as inform- informational entertainment both or in any co- or any context the provider is wanting to put out there all conversations are catalysts in their own right i know a lot about something but in the group we have our own podcast we interact we get to some points where we do not know everything about the subject we know what we experience what we hear from others and others 
means of, means of sources which we consume the exchange is the fun part we learn we deduce and we have fun all the while some folks take themselves way too seriously but there should be a baseline of reason and intellect everything else is fluid and open not to mention building an audience goes hand in hand with delivery if the content delivery is compelling and or the entertainment uh and or entertaining the audience will come charles s says there is no way of knowing everything about a subject slash topic in this world where things change in seconds. As far as podcasts go, it would depend on the actual purpose of the podcast is trying to serve. As long as you aren't trying to be a completely objective, unbiased media meant to inform, then no. Illustrating your view, conveying the actual point you are trying to make will be more uh, your perspective, which contains different experiences or trains of thought is why people are listening. Anybody who truly wants in-depth knowledge will seek that on their own. Plus, everything ain't that serious or interesting enough to have to know to have to know it all. Uh, Justin P says, "No, just be sure to openly state how much or how little you know about the subject beforehand. Don't try to present opinion as fact, like a lot of Republicans be doing nowadays." And of course, Professor LCA says, "You should know everything." So. <laughs> so we got to do better. Got to learn everything. We got to pick learn up the everything. mics. Yeah, and uh, do don't mean to disappoint you, LCA. I'm I'm sorry, girl. Uh, episode five seventeen is when we had Shirley Wong and uh, Justin on, and it was genital property law. Um, that was the name of the episode, and um, the poll was was about the casino workers. They were females. They were called like casino babes or something. Mm-hmm. Part of their job was to be like model and spokesperson and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and uh some of them got fired for being overweight so they sued um this i think believe the suit got thrown out or something like that Mm -hmm. like they they, you know it it didn't turn out well for them Mm -mm. so we asked the question should casino bays be able to be fired for being fat yes they knew what they were getting into no it's weight discrimination 27 percent of our audience still says hey it's weight discrimination you should be able to get fat as you want to and still be a casino babe. And once you get the Mm-mm. job, there's nothing to do with it. Mm-mm. 73% of our audience says yes, they knew what they were getting into. Yeah, and, and to me, that that's like, let, let's, let's say you, um, somebody's a weight trainer. And most people who weight train are within like a certain, you know, weight range, body mass and all that stuff. They might not assign papers, mm-hmm. but you don't want to go to somebody that's 350 pounds looking at you talking about you need to lose some weight and you sweating and they eating a piece of pizza. You're going to get angry. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is kind of the same thing. It's like they knew what they were getting into. They read the papers. They signed it. And once you do that, you kind of say whatever happens happens you know Mm -hmm. and this is a particular job where this is a part of the requirements now if this was not a part of the requirements and they didn't tell these women this up front these women started gaining weight and they were like you got to go that's a whole nother thing and my thing is that the whole purpose of this is body image and you Mm -hmm. knew this why are you getting shot now that my body image matters it matters before but you didn't care yeah that's how you got the job yes um muslinger says oh wait actually undocumented Haitian says poor babies we're probably on a grape a day diet and then they sign their contracts. That's why I never sign a contract on an empty stomach. <laughs> but, Smart. Buslinger says, I wish we would stop trying to make fat seem sexy to the majority of the country. It's not and neither is anorexia. If I hire you for a specific purpose and you can no longer pro- prove such services, just f- the f- get the fuck out. So that's, uh, that's his, his take on it. 
um yeah i think if you hire if if part of your body if part of your job is your body that's your tool you have to look a certain way mm-hmm. then you can't run from that like that that is what you did nope and so, it is almost the same standard as models right. a lot of them have certain you know standards and certain weight ranges you know they have to wear certain clothes you know mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff they couldn't hire any fat people on purpose like so mm-hmm. you like you had an advantage going into the job interview and then you lose your advantage you know it's just because you got a job i guess people think like possession is nine tenths of, tenths of the law but just because you got a job doesn't mean anything um all right, then we had episode 518. Is anyone in Uncle Tom? Mm-hmm. I had to pose a question because, uh, you know, I've been thinking lately. I've been thinking about this actually for years. I just haven't really had the, like, impetus to really ask the question because I was like, you know, Uncle Tom is a word. I yes, don't, it is. I don't think I've ever called anybody one. I don't think I've ever, um, really use the word as like oh this dude's uncle tom and stuff and i, I kind of i kind of hate to see black people get you know black checked for disagreeing on shit mm-hmm. but at some point i do wonder like what is an uncle tom like it because the other thing about the uncle tom debate that nobody talked about is that the only time that white people step up to defend uh certain black people is when they're being called uncle tom mm-hmm. but it's always the white black people that white people like you know, it's I, never, yeah. like, nobody ever steps up to defend, um, you know, someone from a racial attack that, if they don't like that person. But, nope. it's like, the a lot of times, the black people that are always kind of saying, like, white people are the best and black people are the worst, are the ones that they go in and say, you can't, you know, black people are just racist, white people calling people Uncle Tom. It's always like, that's very convenient, you know. Um, so that's always part of it, and I'm never gonna let any white person tell me what I can or cannot say about my own race. Ain't that um, the truth? But then there's this other part too, where you know it just begs the question: Is the rule that a lot of people have that nobody can possibly ever be considered Uncle Tom, which to me seems like uh, is a lot of people's rule, is you simply cannot say that about people. It doesn't matter what they do, what they believe what like it just none of that matters you know um to me i think that's an unreasonable standard i think yes, somebody is got, too now somebody gotta be or there has to have been one there has to be some like because the term when it came out of the thin air well not just the term the term you know originally was for something else but um that's not what i mean what i mean is like the idea behind the term is a okay. real thing and it definitely people feel that way and there is some sort of uh there's some merit to it but if we just dismiss it like you can't even talk about this this is impossible to you know you can't even say this thing then to me it's like well then what you know is that even being genuine because everybody knows at least somebody or something where you go that person is uh our race but they are clearly against us as a whole you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like I, i don't know it's just it's an interesting question is all i'm saying and uh so we got a couple people that wrote in and these are some of the longest responses we have ever had to yeah, we must have had a yeah people like I, got, I gotta speak on this one thank god we only had two uh as far as uh to comments anthony writes uh in my opinion uncle toms do exist and the only way to identify them is to know what's in their heart uncle toms try to appease white folks to gain some type of credibility or influence and could care less about black folks i don't consider you and uncle tom if you're criticizing your culture with the intent for it to be better 
what is don lemon it's hard to tell because unfortunately anytime a black person speaks on a public stage the majority of his audience will be white and it can appear to some black folks that he is trying to appease him you really have to know what his intentions are yeah like i said this is why i posed a question because i was like i don't know and then i'm always kind of like i'm always a little bit wary of people that are like i know that you're using the n-word as a term of endearment but you know i'm offended if you call me that because it's almost like well are you like i always wonder are they really you know or is that like for tv yeah and because it reminds me of the jason whitlock interview where or debate where he was talking to killer mike mm -hmm. and they got to the subject of the n-word and then uh basically killer mike was like nigga you know you say nigga stop trying to act like you don't and then all of a sudden jason whitlock was like well i've used it from time to time it's like yeah see so then why are you having this fake ass public stance that you don't even apply for yourself like ain't that the truth you, you know when someone says that they're not calling you the er version of it like you know don lemon kept trying to say on his show it's like why you know why like why are you spreading that falsehood and, you know and i and i guess my thing about this it's okay to criticize your own race, the black race. I, I don't have an issue with that, and I don't have a problem with that. I think the problem and the issue is that when you bring up points to criticize the black race, it's how you do it, and it's also the words that you use and how it's presented. Because when he presented this, all his points was bullshit. Mm. All the points were stupid, they were dumb, and to me they were not very intelligent. And they were rules that could have been, you know, I mean, could have been applied across the board. And when he talked about certain things, he didn't keep it all facts. And he, you know, kind of said, well, you know, hold your pants up. Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber don't fit the category that you're talking about. Mm. I mean, maybe this is just maybe this is me and my perspective. It's like if you're going to go into something like this, go all in. Don't kind of sort of touch the surface of the situations and, and don't kind of gloss across the issues because you really don't want to delve into the in-depth discussion that will really come on and the debate that you we really should be having. That's the problem that I have. If you're going to talk about this, let's really talk about this. I'm tired of people talking about the black race and then they you know especially when it comes within the black culture itself and a lot of times um the people like him that come across is one of those things where you kind of want to ask you know are you saying this from a place of really helping or are you saying this from a place of hurt and pain because you feel like the the culture has turned its back on you and that's why i have a problem it's the difference between you saying i love my culture i love my race i love what it stands for and i love everything about it i love the women i love the men i love the children i love our hair but at the same time we need to do better that's a different standpoint that you come and it's going well i got picked on and i got bullied and they called me white and they said i was an uncle tom and they said this okay i pissed now you know fuck y'all niggas you know what pull your pants up do better that right. to, say, to say i have an issue when you come across me from that perspective and it makes most people mad most black people get mad and angry and upset especially if you have any form or any type of intelligence because for some reason when people do this they act like black people are stupid and dumb and a monolith and and are not and are not smart and bright and intelligent enough to know when we are being insulted that's the issue right yeah i agree i mean that's the thing like that's like uh i was having a conversation with my man bob from hot fire starter on twitter like a lot this week about this thing and you know my whole thing has been you can't separate all this stuff from the message because a lot of people are just like well truth is truth and it doesn't matter but i've said on the show before like 
truth to me has become synonymous with i'm gonna be an asshole and i could just run behind i said the truth and it's like well context matters yes timing matters yes tone matters mm-hmm. like all these things you matter your your platform matters and yes, your audience it, matters yes it does and, and you can't separate this like Mm-mm. i think i think people want to get to a point like i don't think we're at a point in our country where you can't separate it that that's you know? the, that, and that's i think true. people i think it's funny because people want to recognize like well this is a thing that needs to be said but at the same time they don't want to be recognized that this is a thing that you have to have a certain amount of sweat equity into the community before you can go say it on a platform like this yeah um it's not bold it's not brave and it's not new no this is something that's been said a thousand times before yes even in my satirical piece on don lemon i found probably a dozen or so links to just this quote-unquote black community criticism that's like the same from like 27 you know from just different people's perspectives it's like I, I'm not awarding this dude as like he really took took on the world with this, I, you know. And I think a lot of black people are savvy enough to know like this was this is not really this doesn't feel genuine. Like it's about us. That's right. Doing better. It feels a lot more like it's about a certain class of black people um, getting put, uh, you know, getting put out there to get roasted you know for applause yeah that's how i felt and 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 my thing is this there is a difference and i know that all black people have different backgrounds all black people come from you know different um cultures and different um financial situations but also it's one of those things where it would have been different if he would have said okay guys i understand i am black let's talk but he, to my personal opinion, he never came from that particular perspective. Yeah, it was a lot more y'all than we. Yes, yes. It, 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 it was. I, it, I mean, now the thing is, I'm not as familiar with Don Lemon as other people. True. Uh, you know, this, and I said that so on the show, like, uh, apparently dude does have a track record of doing a lot of stuff, uh, you know, when it, you know, representing, uh, black people for journalism. Um, I know he had an N-word special, which was basically you can't say it, which to me is like, like to me that that's not really deserving of that much praise to be quite honest um i feel like that's one of those things that white people just hear and 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 like clap you on the back for um but it's so it's so unrealistic and so silly to even like approach that i can't really get that props because yeah you know, it's it's like me saying like we shouldn't have any wars. Yeah, and it was or, it was almost like a to me I felt like it was a form of almost of a separation, and I didn't feel like it was very inclusive. Or all yeah. the inclusive was you you niggas that be making us look bad. You like y'all yeah. the ones I'm it talking a lot about. Of, it had you a know, lot of that to and, it because it excused a lot of the audience and a lot of other people that are black but it was like well if you don't have your pants sagging i'm not talking about you if you don't use the n-word i'm not talking about you if you don't do this thing i'm not talking about you if you don't do that thing i'm not talking about you it's like you know there's a lot of exemptions but now you've also like because that was the thing like bob kept saying like i don't like when somebody has an opinion and then people try to exclude them from the race calling them names and ostracizing them i was like that's a good point but i guess to my point i feel like when folks do shit like this they are ostracizing part of the race too yes they are to get to for their own benefit like yes they are like you embarrass me i'm ashamed of you 
and you need to change so that I won't feel that shame anymore. Yeah, and you know, you know, you know and, and and to me, it's all to me. I I feel like it's almost like um, like like you coming in the room and you smacking them and be like, you know what? Wait a minute. I I really mean this in love. Here's a handshake. Guess what you're going to remember first? That smack. Mm. Because you come in with these harsh words. You come in very condescending. You come in like we're stupid and dumb and not intelligent. This is how you're coming across and you're not including us. But then you turn around and go, no, no, I don't mean that. You know, here's a hug. We, you know, we well, really I love each other. You're I like, no, I don't, I don't want that. But you know what? I would have been fine with that. I just didn't, I didn't see or feel any hug thrown out there. Now, okay, oh, and, I, and, and I, that's the thing, I, and, yeah. and, and and I do understand that particular perspective because sometimes there is such thing as tough love, and I'm not glossing across that, and I'm not saying it does not exist, and 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 sometimes uh, this is the way you have to present things to people, but it's a difference between you presenting it to somebody like that, and then like you say at the end you're not turning around and saying. um We're in this together. I understand. You're turning around and and, and it's like, okay, well, forget you. I'm not really that concerned about you. I really didn't. I I didn't do this for my love out of you. I did it for my love out of the people that are watching you. And that's the problem that I have. Yeah. Um, And then especially to start it by being like, I'm going to co-sign and say he didn't go far enough on uh, one of the bigger race baiters out there. Like, you know, that... It's just a, it's a, it was just sloppy. I'll put it that way. Cause honestly, like you, you were saying like you think all his points were bullshit. And I've seen other people say that. I don't think all his points were bullshit. I think those are things that all kinds of people think about black people. I think those are, those are things that are, you know, like we think about our family members that we think about ourselves when we're in those situations. I don't even think it's so like to me, that's why it's not that brave or controversial. It's just like, you know, immediately you go, well, why are you doing this? Because it, you know, like was because and it's something that literally you like because people are like, well, it's a discussion that, that people, black people need to have. We're the only ones who are having the discussion. Yeah. No. Like if that if what he was saying was going to bring other people into the discussion and be like, you know, these are issues that we like, how can we all help to fix? But. If it is something where you go, well, only black people can fix this. It's like, well, then why, you know, then what is the point of using your bully pulpit to, you know, like, are you, what are you trying to really gain favor with? That That's true. And also my thing is that I don't I, 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 And I guess just from my perspective and my personal views about it. If you're going to make these points, like I said before, you need to be depth, in depth and intelligent about what you're saying. Because, yeah, it was you know, because, and, and I think that's why I say all your points is bullshit because it really wasn't any in depth, any, any, yeah. you wasn't really delving in, into why. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're bringing up these subjects, but you're not really talking about why and really going into well, it. So I'm know, like, okay, why are we even trying to have a discussion? Because we're not. Well, it's kind of like with, uh, Dark Hater when he had the die hood rat die thing, right? Mm hmm. And there's nobody that is pro hood rat. Like, there's nobody sitting around like, no, we want people to have babies out of wedlock, raise criminals, like, treat the kids like shit, fuck up their neighborhoods. Like, nobody is for that. But then, like, when you frame it a certain way, you almost make it seem like the default setting for black people is mm-hmm. to be for these negative things and i don't think we are you know Mm-mm. um and i think we're as human as any other person we yes. our culture is, you know like 
our culture is a sum total of our experiences in america and we're like the abused children of america but we're also like the canary in a coal mine for america like whatever happens to us we are the uh foreshadowing for the rest of the country if black folks doing bad everybody about to be doing bad Mm -hmm. black folks doing good everybody about to be doing good and i think that's traditionally been proven in our country so you know to get to this point where it feels like this idea where like we need to turn on these black folks and they just need to try harder and everything will be fine like to be quite honest if you believe that then you need to believe that about the country because the country needs to try harder like not just for these black people but for everybody like if your thing is everybody should be just responsible and do better there's a lot of demographics that you need to be going in on every weekend on the show there's a lot of truth because there's a lot of people that could be doing better you know there's not but this is the thing you're never gonna see this type of speech given to these other demographics and that's why i think it's kind of lazy and kind of fucked up is because this is a safe speech no matter how yes it is no matter how upset quote-unquote black twitter gets this is the safest of the speeches he can do he could do this every weekend if he wanted to and he'll never be taken off the air Mm -hmm. he'll never be his ratings won't be fucked up like nope he can do this every week he will probably gain listeners and gain people because this is easy to me so it's like i'm not gonna apply something that's easy and like if i thought it was tough i would be like god damn like like if he actually did like a like if he went in on like gay people or some shit or fat people or some shit like that about well fat people need to do this i would love to see that weekend special because i'm gonna be because it's gonna be like you think this is backlash white people don't even give a fuck about this shit oh no and black people make up 13 percent of the of, of of america so like what if he tackles something like obesity where that shit represents fucking, you know, a majority of America at this That's point? right. Like, what would happen? You know, if you were talking about fat people need to stop being lazy and you need to get up and go to the gym. You need to stop eating all this food and you need to do that and you're fucking up the communities and people will be like, live it. And then we will see like, well, how brave are you? You know, are you going to hey. double down on that the next day when... You know, a lot of your viewership has issues. Would you do that with uh gay people demographic? Would you would you be like some of y'all are fucking it up for marriage equality with all these parades and shit and people going around thinking that we are promiscuous and we're gonna like dress all crazily and 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 you know, people walk around their butt cheeks hanging out. You need to put your butt cheeks up, but gay people like people would be like, Man, Dude, what the fuck hey, are you doing? Burn that damn place down. But yeah. you but that's what you're doing to the black community, but nobody it, sees it like that uh, because as far as they're concerned, why should they give a fuck about it? It doesn't safe. matter to them. And it's just it's just safe is what my issue with it. I think it's safe. I don't I'm not saying that he needs to be uh taken down for saying the shit, but I no. do feel like I do feel like what he said ain't that brave mm-hmm. and that bold and it shouldn't require a bunch of rah rahs, and it shouldn't really require a bunch of get this dude off the air either. It's just, uh, nah, 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 it's, it's just kind of like, okay, he said that, you know? Yeah, it's like, um, it's like, move on. You, you really didn't say anything that would shut the house down. Anyway, we got into that long discussion, but this, there's still a long ass response here. I agree that racism is a big problem in this country. I also believe as a culture, black folks have a lot of work to do. I think that a lot of black folks don't want to have the conversation because they're afraid white folks are here too. It seems like every time a black person criticizing black culture, they're always vilified for it. But behind closed doors, a lot of us agree. When such issues are brought up, many black folks say white people do it too to deflect the issue. We have to look at such issues in relative sense because if every time there's an issue and we say white people do it too, nothing is ever going to be solved. Well, um, let me present you with this. 
let's say we never say white people do it too are these problems solvable because that's my question i don't know that these problems are solvable i think these are american problems i don't think that like that like one of the things is people don't recognize these problems as american problems they feel like well this is a black problem and black people got to fix it cool um yeah but let's say tomorrow everybody pulls their pants up then what and nobody has an answer for that they yeah, just go that you know just do it because it's the right thing to do it's just it'll make me feel better as a black person that is not dealing with this shit it's like yeah man i'm sorry but i i i don't see how you know certain certain parts of his topic i don't see how those things are solvable just by talking about them yep that's that's my that's my opinion yep. like and 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 i guess my thing i will say this and i will continue to say this until the day i die Black people issues are American issues. And until our issues are considered American issues, these issues will never be resolved because as far as a lot of people are concerned, they're not their issues. So why should they care? So they're not going to invest in it and they're not going to take the time to really find out what's going on and things like that. And yeah. it's one of those things where our issues don't become American issues until our issues f- affect the other percentage of Americans. Then it becomes American issues. Yeah, I just want to know what issues have black people solved completely sans interest or help from any outside source i just want to know like we always need somebody to step in and help to some extent like even the civil rights movement doesn't matter until white people give a fuck yep like even and that's the most powerful shit that we've done and even that it's like you need white people to look at the tv and go why are they beating those niggers up you need Mm -hmm. that or else it doesn't matter. If, if white people just continue to be callous towards it, it's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about water hoses, dogs getting sick, on kids, all this. I don't care. So um, yeah, we'd have still been slaves. What else? You yeah. know, what else is on? Let me put it on another channel. You know, and so it to me, it's like a little. I don't know. It's it's presumptuous as fuck to be like, well, it's never gonna be solved if we don't let people talk about this to white people. It's like, is it was not. It's not gonna be solved if they do like that can we can we admit that it's not going to be solved if don lemon gives a speech every week it's not going to change anything mm-hmm. you know isn't and i don't uh, maybe i'm being too cynical but that's my belief yeah, yeah why it's, it's, i don't it's, applaud this it's, shit. it's not it's, it's it's like you're just talking about surface shit you're talking about shit that even if every even if every black person stops saying nigga yeah. even if we pulled our pants up even if we cut our hair even if we wore slacks all the time even if we never wore sneakers even if we quit listening to black music i mean i mean that black rap music mm-hmm. even if we quit quit listening to hip-hop and r&b you know even if we cut all this shit out it would not make a difference and it's funny how our culture our culture has this you can't do this you can't do this y'all looking like this y'all looking like that but yeah other cultures can do what they want to do and they don't get the same criticism yeah i just like i said i just would i just want to know if they think this conversation is going to solve something if there's no pushback like if everybody if everybody just said okay then what you know like i said i I just want to know like the presumption that black people don't care is so ridiculous uh, it's so elitist to me like to me this means you don't have a connection with black people because they it's really the only thing we care about like race is so big for for black people mm-hmm. appearance is so big for black people mm-hmm. poverty is big for black people yes unemployment yeah these are our issues and yet to have somebody tell you well y'all don't care about it enough it's like well 
who the fuck cares more than us? And my thing is, you know, this, it's like, mm-hmm. it's funny when people say we don't care about it enough. It's like, nigga, we 13% of the population. So of course it matters to us. It doesn't matter to you because as far as you're concerned, if it's not on Yahoo or Google plus and all, you know, wherever you go for your news every day, you feel like there's no outrage. You know, it's a lot of, uh, communities and people to do things within that community for the African-American community all over the world. But the thing is that when it comes to helping people, helping people does not make the news. You know what makes yeah, the news? Violence and all the other stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, hey, if I don't see it, y'all not angry. And, 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 and I don't, I don't understand. And I don't this. know how any, I don't know how any black person gets to a position in America where they don't see black people being outraged about black on black violence ain't that the truth uh where they don't see black people talking about the unwed uh children uh out of wedlock like i i don't know how you get to that position in america where that's not a thing that is constantly being talked about like i've never been in a position in my life where that wasn't a thing that black people were always talking about so it's just it's just real disingenuous to be like black people don't care about these things like they do Nobody else does, but they definitely do. You know? Um, anyway. For example, more white people are on food stamps than black people. At first glance, it makes sense because white population is much greater than the black population. When we dig deeper, we find that black people are only 13% of the population and take in 22% of the food stamps, while 65%, whites are 65 and take in about 35% of the food stamps. My point is, once we look deeper into the numbers, we have a more honest conversation about issues, uh, rather than just deflecting and saying whites do it too. Now on to Don's points. The N-word. In my opinion, the word nigga is a juvenile vulgar word to use. Although when amongst who are people who are like yourself, vulgar terms can be endearing in a weird way. Just like a woman calling her female friend a cunt or a bitch or a gay person calling his friend a fag or a queer. It really is really that simple. I wish people would stop playing dumb on this issue. I do find it ironic how people, including myself, use such words in a positive way. But like I said, it's juvenile way of speaking. And even though I'm a grown man, when I'm around my niggas, I sometimes talk in a juvenile way. That being said, I understand how a more mature person would take offense to such terms, no matter who says it. We all have a line. Some other lines are just friends, just black friends, or just in the context of a book or article. To some people, the word evokes a certain feeling, no matter who says it. And I can respect that. Um, Yeah, I mean, everybody has a different opinion on the N-word. The thing is, what I want to know is because some people flip it to be like well if you say the n-word you're being immature you're being juvenile as as you say in your speech so why can't i judge that person and say if you don't want to be called the n-word even when somebody's saying it in and out of endearment what's like why can't i say something wrong with you that that street don't work two ways ain't that true i'm just wondering like because i personally my opinion i don't want to be around motherfucker that is so hurt by me calling them my nigga i really don't like honestly uh that's my line so we all draw lines different ways and you know nobody talks about respecting that line but yeah i if i don't really i'm not and i'm not saying i'm gonna walk around calling you a nigga if you don't want to be i just mm-hmm. don't want you around me like i like i don't know how you can lose that much co- connection with you know the idea of the word or the people or your people to be like don't call me that that's the worst thing well fuck yeah, you then. because like, there's a lot of people who, don't worry about who, it like i don't use it but i'm cool with people that do use it and i understand that's one thing but yeah. it's different between you want to shut the house down yeah so anyway i just wonder nobody ever talks about that part of it um 
trash i agree with him on this point i believe bill cosby brought up a similar point years ago you gotta respect where you live and stop destroying what you have it is rampant in a lot of poor black communities but it doesn't necessarily have to be i recently visited japan i was surprised at how clean the very poor areas were i know this is just an anecdote but it's no secret japanese people are as a whole take their their emphasis on honor and shame they look like they feel like even though you have very little you must preserve and take pride in what you have i think they prove that just because you're dirt poor doesn't your it doesn't your community can't be nice and clean to i guess it doesn't mean your community can't be nice and clean to yeah that is anecdotal um you know i've lived in the projects uh a few years of my life i wasn't walking around in piles of trash now are you gonna use my experience as anecdotal and say well rod's experience is more valid than mine you know it's just that's weird and then you know like i said nobody's for trash on the ground and that's 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 my whole point no like the idea of even framing it that way is just so weird to me like yes nobody's sitting around like yes man please litter like throw some more shit on the ground we just want to be able to litter don you know how black people love to litter we can't help ourselves like yes i love to take my grits and throw them outside on the ground why because i love to litter yeah but nobody i don't know i just i don't think like i said i don't think you'll find anybody that really disagrees with that education i also agree with don rod i know you kind of brushed it off it's not a big deal when he said he was accused of acting white by his peers but this is big in the black community um yeah it's not a big deal and uh because it's so common and like you you know like i'm sure you're about to go on and say like well it's so common in the black community it's so common and yet there are so many successful black people that do not hate black people or have a problem with this that yes like so is it is really the sensitivity of a few that really get caught up on this i don't know any black people that have done well that have not had at some point been roasted for something and to me it is in the same vein as being roasted for how you dress or wrote and i don't mean how you dress just like you wore uh bugle boys i mean like if your jordans were out of brand if your fucking um parents made you but hoops instead of fucking uh you know nikes it's that level to me where it's just like yeah shit happens you're a kid and get deal with it i don't i really don't get how people harbor that shit forever like that i don't know that's some weak shit man you cannot hold you cannot hold that in forever that's that's my issue with it um when kids say this and they're comfortable saying it they're in reality saying you're acting right and that's a bad thing getting an education and take talking correctly is the right thing not a white thing um yeah like i said i i don't i think that that is a common thing that happens it's kind of like how white kids get picked on for being a nerd mm-hmm. and nobody goes well the white community needs to stop picking on people for being nerds because mm-hmm. it's good that these kids are going to school it's good that these kids are gra- excelling in school it's like yeah but that's a cultural thing that every culture does you pick on you pick on the eyeball you pick on whatever is different about you and to me it is derision but it's inclusion by derision so uh i think i like i i don't know how i don't think it's possible for anyone to change this about humanity not just black people but i just think kids will always be assholes and ain't that the truth You, you can't gloss over that yeah well i mean i'm saying it's so common i am glossing over it oh 
I'm going like it's so common. Like I mean, yeah, I mean, well, like, I mean, when I mean, you can't gloss over. It's one of those things, but like this is just a part of it. So it's just like move on. Like this is what they do. Yeah, I don't know what you want me to tell you to do. Like, uh, don't say don't say bad things, kids. Okay, kids say fucked up. They're shit. gonna be kids, and they're still gonna say something bad. If your kid is fat, they shouldn't pick on fat kids, but they're going to. If the kid is not athletic, they shouldn't talk about non-athletic kids, but they're going to. Mm-hmm. And if you sound or talk or do something quote-unquote white they're going to say it too because kids are fucked up that's what kids do is fucked up shit you know it's not like you know um you know and then there's also this idea too the undercurrent that there's no such thing as acting white it's just acting right nah fuck that there's such thing as acting white there's such thing as talking white there's such thing as sounding white these are things you want to have tough conversations that's a tough conversation that is true but we stay avoiding that shit. Like it's impossible. It is. We yes, we are acting and talking white. Like I don't shit. The undercurrent of our entire culture is white. We we're not from here, quote unquote. You know, like this. We have uh, adopted an Anglo-Saxon culture just by being American. The words I'm speaking right now to communicate to you are white words. So if we're gonna pretend like that's not a thing, then I mean, I we already can't discuss it, man. Like. It's not it, it 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 does matter and it is a thing and as far as you know uh being white talking white is a thing that exists um acting white is a thing that exists and when people start coming out in that community um for not being white enough quote unquote because it's the right thing to do you're gonna get some pushback sorry people want to hold on to their culture you know you're gonna get this pushback mm-hmm. from everybody mm-hmm um so yeah yeah i mean like i said it's it's just weird that we get thrown into this category where like you can't even you know you called this kid acting white because he did good on the test it's like okay so i call him a nerd instead instead of saying he's acting white cool like now is that better because the sentiment's the same uh, yeah like it's still fucked yeah. up it's still fucked up but i guess the racial element is too much for some people to deal with and i understand that man i wish it wasn't that way i mm-hmm. mean like i don't I don't want people to go out ostracizing black people from being black because they're doing these things. But at the same yep. time, at the same time, you got to get over it. How do you not know that you're still black? You know what I mean? It's not like you walk down the street and now you're not black anymore. You know, it's just fucked up and kids do it and it's fucked up. But I don't think these problems are solvable. I don't think you can stop it. I don't think you can uh, just go on TV, say, stop doing this and it'll work. I know, but don't work like that. Um, I know, including myself, I was accused of talking white when we were younger, and unfortunately, there was less of us and more of them. Now, I know white kids pick on each other, too, but relatively speaking, it's more, much more prevalent in the black community. Nah, that's not true. I've gone to school with white people, so I don't know if you understand that, but white people can be quite cruel. Um, Very cruel. Uh, especially to black people, also. Um, definitely don't know if you know that, um, but... You know, I've been to white schools and black schools and white kids definitely not just go in on not just go in on just people being nerds and shit, but try being black and be a nerd. Try being the only kid in your AG class. Try that shit, uh, which is uh, my life pretty much up until maybe 12th grade. So, yeah, it is definitely different. You know what I mean? And also there's no shared unity there. Like, at least with, like, if you want to get real about it, when black people fuck with black people, there's still this level of, yeah, but we black. Mm-hmm. 
there's there's still that level of camaraderie where it's like i'm roasting you it is our culture we make jokes we laugh through pain all this shit but at the end of the day we still together there's not that when you're a black kid that is in these classes with these white kids and they go in on you um there's not that there is no unity there there's nobody that has your back there that's you and you just got to deal with it and if they want to be racist to you then they're just going to be racist nothing's going to happen okay so it's like it's funny i don't know this deification of white people as like the superior culture is just so fucking weird to me like I, well, I've been around white kids, right? And they might pick on other white kids as just being nerdy. But if you black and you act shit, you know who called me? Who you know who honestly said I acted white more in in my school? It was white kids. Like that was the joke. Like if I was in AG class, it would be like, oh yeah, um, you know, Rod's one of the white black kids, so he could, you know, that's why he's in here with us. You know, that, and that's why I'm never gonna co-sign it. I'm never gonna. Uh, promote that shit as like a thing that is uh well it's just a black thing no white people mm-hmm. think that shit about you too mm-hmm. but somehow the black people need to fix that like no it will all and it will always be that way it will always be that way and that it's been that way since fucking slavery and before and it will always be that way where and and somehow black people got to fix that i don't think it'll happen but okay um I've been to white schools and black schools. In my experience, the white kids will pick on some super nerdy kid, while in the black schools you get picked on just for trying not to be dumb. It's a similar problem, but the baselines are drawn very far apart, and if that makes sense. Now, I'm sure we all agree that we should take education seriously, clean up ourselves, and stop having kids. However, to enact change, our urge to do these things has to be greater than our urge to not. We can hope and dream till the cows come home, but as long as we give in to the urges contrary to what our hopes and dreams are, the cycle will continue um okay like yeah i don't think anybody's i don't know man i just don't want to i don't know these black people that are fighting y'all on this like Mm -mm. they people agree Mm -mm. and i don't see nobody posting no we need to quit keep having all these children we need to keep you know shooting each other up we need to quit you know keep living in poverty you know ain't nobody standing outside your protest and going no what you're saying is irrelevant right every black church this shit is a discussion yes it is I don't know, man. I, I really don't know what y'all think is going to happen from having this discussion on CNN or, you know what? You, you guys are all welcome to it. Try whatever you can. If y'all think that talking about this shit on CNN is going to make it different, then go ahead. I don't give a fuck anymore. Uh, now some might say I'm an Uncle Tom and a sellout, but quite contrary, I have black, I don't know, I didn't think I that. I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have black militia streak deep inside me because at the end of the day, white people created this problem, black people are left to fix it. Nevertheless, we have to work, uh, we have work fixed it all along with fighting racism. I know white people will be looking when we have such discussions and that sucks, but until we find a way to have secret black means, this is how it has to be. We can have our black pundits, freedom fighters to fight on our behalf. It would, I, but I would argue that we need folks that have valid points to criticize the culture from within as well. I'm a big fan and premium subscriber. Good, keep up the good work. Um, Anthony, we do have people that talk about this within all the time. Louis Farrakhan, um, a lot, you know, like I said, your church leaders, your community leaders, your organizers, like, uh, everybody in your local NAACP, P. your local national action network, like, 
we do have these things i just it really feels like there's a big ass disconnect from the community about this idea that like well because i don't really care about it or seek it out myself nobody else does it's like no that people care you're like there's something you always can do right now and you'll find when you get there the only people there are black people mm-hmm. you'll find that like so that's what's funny to me is like as much as we're awesome well you know black people gotta do this black people gotta do that try i guarantee if you try in your city to be like okay i'm going to uh get into this uh this march about stopping the violence and you show up there will only be black people there if you say i'm gonna you know i want to go to wherever they're talking about let's not litter in our neighborhoods there's only black people there the the idea that we don't care is just so it's either disingenuous or naive i don't know which yep. one it is but like some of this shit is just crazy to me like like I, it sounds crazy like when people say stuff like well kids get called white by black kids kids get what called white by all other kinds of kids too yes they do it's a common it's a common experience for kids that achieve in any race in america yes it is even any race. even asian kids like yes I, anytime you're the minority in some shit that is typically uh you know occupied by other people you're gonna get called something the if if anything give that speech to your kid where you say man toughen up this shit don't make you white just keep uh, achieving you know uh, yes i don't know just but okay like if y'all really think that that's solvable y'all think y'all can unite the community behind that i'm not fighting you good luck i just don't think you can uh this episode man it bothers me this is from hc it bothers me when people throw out the uncle tom tag recklessly to me a person really has to earn it i mean it's not enough they're not black enough but they are actively working to attack black people it's especially annoying when white liberals try to chime in on which the conservative guy isn't really black that's not your call pedo hey we don't say that word guys <laughs> that said if don lemon is openly trying to sweep the uncle tom awards like karen and the tibbies who am i to stand in his way <laughs> i guess it's not enough for the damn president to wear his pants around his waist don't use the n-word in public and raise his kid yet still get all sorts of open racist slander oh and since don is gay i'm waiting for him to give tough love to the gay community and what they can do to stop uh, so they can get marriage equality quicker and stop being the target of hate crimes yeah yeah i mean like i said uh or like Bob told me like you know his premise wasn't really this will stop racism um although the problem is he and this is his fault he fucked it up when he started this by using o'reilly's clip where o'reilly's clip was don't worry about uh us being racist towards you you deserve us to be racist towards you and then you go well he didn't go far enough that is a slippery slope that mm-hmm. i would it would be you would be hard pressed to find somebody who watches a bit that bill o'reilly clip and then watch don lemon and didn't make that connection oh hello now it's, hello is extremely hard not to and and if you can't see that that's like a mistake on his part then you just then all you care about is just the idea of saying some fucked up shit about black people and then walking away and going yep he told the truth and i think that that's lazy Mm-hmm. like you can expect more of him because he could have crafted that message in a completely different, different manner way, but he wanted to get bill o'reilly off of it right he wanted to use a shock tactic of bill o'reilly said this shit and it's not far enough he could have even just said bill o'reilly said this shit and i don't agree with him but here's my take and it take and it changes the thing completely yes it does because all of a sudden people are like 
huh okay let's see what he's talking about instead of oh you co-signed a bill o'reilly man fuck you that yep. dude's a racist that's right you know people aren't that stupid man nope i'm just saying um speaking of people not being black enough a quick comment on harry and hover i'm not upset belafonte criticized jay-z jay-z has been a public figure for quite a while and he can handle himself jay-z essentially said the same thing that kendrick lamar was praised for saying at the bet awards that kids who see him on stage making it from where he are where they are now give them gives them hope but what annoyed me about belafonte's comments was not his charity check but what seemed to be a bit of a black check people were saying jay-z should have worded his comment better but what about harry belafonte is a smart guy who knows what he's saying when he criticized jay-z but not for not doing enough social activism then in the same same breath says bruce springsteen does so much social activism he might be really black he might really be black beyond social activism being used to be a black measuring stick now i would think belafonte knows better than to criticize someone's activism as if that person is dead or not capable of doing more going forward a few decades back billy jean king famously criticized belafonte's good friend arthur ash for his seeming lack of activism commenting on how she was blacker than he was Ash didn't even have many people defending him for that criticism, including Belafonte. But by the day he died, few people in the 20th century did more for social justice than Arthur Ashe. So I caution they, these people that are quick to talk about what people like Jay-Z or Tiger Woods or whoever, as is, uh, or whoever, as if their life story has already been written. That's a good point. Um, although I do think that charity checking shit was bullshit and, mm-hmm. Uh, I think if he doesn't want to do anything for anybody, that's his fucking money. He can do what he wants to. Ain't that the um, truth? And uh I do think it's uh whack to be out here telling people what they need to do with their money and their time. Uh, yep. Everybody can spend everybody else's money. Yeah. So yeah. Um and, and the thing is, I'm not saying that makes Harry Belafonte's track record not blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I'm not even saying that. Nope, at all. And uh for the record, same thing with Don Lemon. Like I said, I didn't know this dude's track record before um I heard these uh you know this clip i didn't or whatever. know who he was yeah i don't follow him like that and i understand at this point from talking to bob uh from hot firestarter that he actually does have somewhat of a track record at least talking about some social ills of uh black people and more and and actually defending uh people from changing the topic about trayvon martin to black on black violence um and that's good so i don't think he's just some you know i heard this one thing so obviously this is everything that represents him. I think you mm-hmm. know, that's bullshit. No, I'm, I'm just going off based on what I heard, what I seen at that time. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I just think that, uh, yeah, he, it's fine. Um, is there anyone, the poll, is there anyone you'd consider an uncle Tom? Yes or no. Cause I was like, you know, people keep telling me that there's no such thing. Let me ask people, is there anybody, you know, 81% of the poll? Yes. Some people are uncle Tom's. 19% of people say no, there's no such thing as an Uncle Tom. So, you know, it's pretty, uh, I think most people say, yeah, there's a such thing and there are some people. Brian simply replied, Jason Whitlock. Whitlock. Jason Whitelock. Oh, Whitelock. <laughs> Undocumented Hager said, with all the men named Thomas in the world, of course there are. Aww. Mudslinger said, Don Lemon is an Uncle Tom, but I also believe Jay-Z is an Uncle Tom too. Cause they both coon for their core white constituents. <laughs> That nigga Jay said his presence is a charity. Nigga, if that isn't the height of house nigga arrogance, I don't know what is. I do concede that Jay is in the big house, but just like Steve from Django, he's only influential towards the amount of ass whooping that we black people will receive. 
<laughs> Jay has become a billionaire by glorifying his past or thuggery. And I can respect that from a purely monetary perspective. But in all honesty, I'd rather he not say shit. Just sit back and make money and shut the fuck up altogether. Because at the end of the day, his presence swayed no verdict, which renders him influentially impotent. So his involvement baffles me. In all honesty, the person who stands to lose the most Beyonce. She loses street cred from the Belafonte attack as well as monies from conservative teeny boppers who Paris saw the rally. So Jay-Z really has no reason to jump up, jump on an old-ass black man who is talking shit. It really seems like these two just want to find any reason to stay relevant. Don Lemon is to Bill Cosby as Jay-Z is to Russell Simmons. Every word seems so calculated and disingenuous. All right uh next one we had episode 519 dog eat ball world uh where we had uh dexter, dexter. from shadow dog production on here the mm-hmm. poll the poll for the show was do you agree with the new laws for flying homeless people out of hawaii or putting them in jail in florida yes something must be done or no it's too much yes something must be done 26 percent of people actually have the balls to agree with me yeah. 74% of people are cowards and they think it's too much. Justin says, look, something's got to be done about these damn bombs. Just for those who voted no, what would your solution, J- Justin, you are too smart to be writing antibiotics. Okay. You're making it hard for me to read. All right. This isn't like a voicemail where I can understand your words. I have to read this shit. You got to start using regular English. Anyway. Homeless death panels. The Anglo-Saxon? What if he ain't black you, enough? You need to start being white, boy. White yourself. Yeah, we challenging you to be my white. As much as I may prefer that method, uh, then we have a bunch of bitter, angry, homeless ghosts, and no one wants that. Just leave those sweet bums alone. Hashtag side out. Really, people? That's obviously coming from someone who has never been harassed by a homeless asshole, a.k.a. a homeless person. If I spend my money going to Hawaii, the last thing I want is one of these foul-smelling vagrants ruining my vacation. I didn't pay for this. MOK didn't die for this. Fuck that. And in Florida, they not going to prison. It's jail, a cot, and three meals a day. Certainly an upgrade from a bench at Roadkill Stew. Come on, son, be reasonable. Miss Crystal says, I kind of want to be homeless in Hawaii. I mean, great weather. I'm homeless, so I have to live off the coconuts, pineapples, and fish for fish the old-fashioned way, which means I'd be in great shape. Maybe I'll find a surfboard somewhere and pick up some new hobbies and trades. I can braid up some white girl tourist hair and I can get, uh, I can help twerkify the native girls hula dance. I can chop up and barbecue their roast port. And at the end of the day, retire on the beach. Do they have one way tickets to Hawaii? I'm saying though. But keeping it real though, I'd eventually build up my own shack and make a profit from the above venture. So I doubt I'd be homeless, hom- homeless for long. Shrug, hugs and kisses. Miss Christopher. Um, well, that sounds like a plan. Uh, what are you going to do about your son? Uh, Miss Crystal says, oh, and how are you going to forget about water, waterfall bathing? Best ever. I think we should do a reverse plane ticket and have the homeless go to Hawaii and they can stay if, and they can stay if they make up a hustle and do a bootleg island version of Habitat for Humanity. Like if you build it and a big bad wolf can huff and puff and blow it down, then you can stay. So, all right, well, good luck, Hawaii, with that plan. Um, I just think people should use them for the round trip. Go there for a week, be homeless, get a flight back. Um, we also had episode 520, subtweet hunting. Uh, we had one comment on the episode. Um, and we also had a poll. The poll was, would you be willing to pay double for McDonald's if they raised employees pay? 
we'll get back to that in a second the comment <laughs> the comment was from hc he said rod's working way too hard to fix the black community to go without winning the tippy where does the get rod a tippy committee go to make official nomination um yeah yeah uh i was working hard when i had my my, my points that i added to don lemon's points yeah i have to agree with you on that one you and, was uh, sir a lot of people it seemed like it went unrecognized by a lot of people in the audience um but it's fine <laughs> i know black people don't like to hear that kind of stuff you always fight against it when someone's trying to help the community out fine uh would you be willing to pay double uh-uh. for Mc- would you be willing to pay double for mcdonald's if they raise employees pay yes it's the right thing to do 35 percent of people no i buy it because it's cheap 21 percent of people and i don't ever eat mcdonald's 44 percent of people lying their ass off um Check out the chat room. McDonald's on every corner. Right. How the fuck McDonald's in business and forty four percent of people don't don't eat it at all? Lies. Uh niggas just ain't had a Big Mac this week. All of a sudden. I don't eat McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> all right. Justin P says, fuck no, I'm not paying more. Not if they keep the same model for hiring employees. No, just no. It's the right thing to do. Fuck that. Knowing what else is right, ha- know what else is right having a fucking dollar mean you want to pay them more guess where's that going it's gonesville nah nigga um miss christmas says yeah so i got a crazy little kid and i don't want to be the douchebag mom who so it was anti-fun so here's my money hamburglar <laughs> Mudslinger says fuck mcdonald's that's right that's what's right versus wrong when it comes to health care money in my pocket is right broke nigga health care is wrong my father worked in the mill and my mama ah. worked as a secretary they decided the, those jobs ain't shit and put themselves through college while raising all of us if you want better do better all right um and then i have my blog post uh don lemon has a point but i have 10 more and uh i got a ton of comments man thanks everybody for spreading the word thanks for everybody that uh left a comment i'm not gonna read them all here uh but that was awesome you guys appreciate Thank you. it mm, we do we got a couple comments on the real house husbands uh episode four watch your woman's friends uh trojan scooter says i need time for myself are things ending between karen and rod cosmos really nigga get a man's drink rod <laughs> i guess the joke went over his head uh karen's intro and outro from Fe- this is professor lch karen's intro and outro is killing the game oh my god rolling my fucking that uh rolling on the floor laughing my ass off that edge in her confession room voice and <laughs> as you sign off though and justin's i got nothing but ass for you rod oh nothing but ass for you rod i, I don't know I, I don't remember the context of that voice is amazing funny stuff thank you professor lch thank you glad you're enjoying those yes uh list smacking good number seven know your food we can talk with uh wardy Harmon. um you got a comment from tara lynn she says karen you are finding the best folk to interview i'm loving this show as a foodie though and the mikey of the my family i could tell kombucha tea is very much an acquired taste okay don't let the fruity names fool you part of the byproduct of the combination wardy spoke about is acidic vinegar acidic acid vinegar and trust me you can taste it oh i must i must feel like rye when he's editing though i find myself talk talking uh talking to you saying karen don't let that lady trip you up you know what this is <laughs> homeboy told you last week about sauerkraut being cabbage anyway i love your show it might be my favorite of the premium house husbands are close 
i'm running out of time in the day to listen to all these shows you two have put me on thanks two fish thank you two oh fish. thank you sweetie thank you so much i uh i'm mikey too so shout out shout out to all the mikey's out there when everybody go like, if Mikey don't eat it, it ain't good. Shout out to all those people. I'm glad I ain't the only one. And I'm glad I'm not the only one who has the love for food. I thank you, sweetie. All right. Let's get into some voicemails. Yeah, I had four of them this week. Let's uh, get to playing them. Hey, what's going on, Rod and Miss Karen? It's your boy, the KC Stroke Colonel. Uh, just calling in to say, uh, I didn't have a chance to call in the last two weeks, but really, uh, I tell you guys, covered and uh, dealt with the uh, Zimmerman trial. Really good job of voicing your opinions and then kind of moving on, you know, not moving on and forgetting it, but just, you know, giving us something else to put our minds to. And then from that, you created that little spin-off thing, uh, fucking weird and messing with black people. Man, that shit has me, uh, yeah, have me dying all the time because, yeah, I live in a uh, city, which is uh, mostly white. That's where, uh, me and the old lady live at now, uh, while I'm going to school and she's doing her military service. And it's predominantly white, so a lot, a lot, a lot of fucking with black people going on around here. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's okay to go ahead and ask you this on this show, but I'm going to go ahead and ask. Anyway, you were on a uh, Firestarter, uh, last week and, uh, I believe it was, uh, K-Bad, uh, about shocking. Let me K-Bad ask you about if you've seen Justice League, the, uh, Flashpoint Paradox. Yeah, man, you need to check that out, man. I know you said you were going to give it a look, but uh, I'll always uh, appreciate your views on uh, some of the shows that you watch. So just think about how you think about it and how I believe K-Battle saying how it shows that you can uh, do a Flash movie, but you don't really have to get the uh, the camera work down as far as showing his, his speed and things like that. Uh, and then lastly, yeah. Thanks for calling me a cool dude. I really appreciate that. I was, appreciate that. I was surprised my wife even uh, got got uh, some money to you guys because she was on me because I don't want to do a premium show, but, you know, we got little kids in the uh, summertime and all the kids' birthdays in the summer, so money's tight, so I was surprised that she was able to get a little money out to y'all, but we do really, you know, we do really to the show a lot, and you're the best podcast on the on the air right now, so, all right, have a good have a good week, and uh, Casey Struck Out. All right, cool. Uh, thanks for right, uh, calling, uh, Thank Casey Stark. Thank you, sweetie. Um, and, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, I saw Flashpoint this week. Me too. Uh, you saw the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that Flash could be that interesting of a character. Um, and I did like the whole, like, takeoff of another reality where everybody's, like, fighting uh back and forth and there's all this different um level of uh just death everywhere oh my and 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 i think for me it was uh one of the darker ones that i've seen like really really dark as far as like the killing and the violence Mm -hmm. it was one of those things where it was so good i was like am i watching an anime i don't know if that makes sense like 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 because that that's where they because anime normally goes to this point you rarely see American made cartoons to go this dark. And the alternate universe was wonderful. It made his storyline wonderful. They talked about his mom. And it was one of those things where, you know, the Batman was surprising. Cause I don't, I don't want to ruin this. Well, so seeing everybody's different origin and yes. different powers and different, uh, reality was cool. 
like it was just real cool man uh aquaman was no fucking joke oh my. uh and neither was uh wonder woman no um, batman, batman in the alternate world batman wasn't no joke either I man the ba- first time batman pulled out fucking guns, guns. I, I was like wait a minute who is this like is he just using heat like he just started just blasting away like uh and then he tried to kill somebody so i was like yo this dude is completely different uh but uh yeah i enjoyed it a lot man um and i don't want to spoil it for people that haven't seen it but it was very very good yes um, it was and uh the only thing is i almost wish they could have taken like been a series or something to just see um how much further they could took that concept mm-hmm. and it made me tremendously miss young justice i hope everybody <sighs> yeah if, if you haven't watched young justice by now and you talk about you like these dc cartoons what are you doing go watch young justice it's so good like you can watch it multiple times i have uh um let's go to the next voice yeah i hadn't watched it we had started and then i think netflix ran out dvd so sydney sit down and, and um finish watching it it's worth watching everybody should watch it next voicemail Rod, Karen's how are you guys doing it's good. like from where's my 48 call to talk about a couple of different things one of which um don lemon um yeah, I mean, you got to cover it really well, but, you know, one, I think if you want to go ahead and call that guy an Uncle Tom, more than welcome to, because, you know, the whole, one of the biggest things about the, the Trayvon thing and, like, all the aftermath and the fucking with black people is that people keep acting like there's only one way to be black the right way in America, and, of course, it's obviously not true, and, you know, opinions like his don't ever do anything positive and I always wonder um, how much of this is him like kowtowing for you know praise by the the he's one of the good ones type people and how much of it is him actually believing the stuff because you know I never really assume that you can get a legit conversation out of these people but those are the kinds of conversations i'd really like to have because i want to know what's going on inside somebody like that to where you just have that that impulse to just go ahead and you know i mean for lack of a better way to describe it sell out black people um hopefully we'll talk about that on our show as well because i'd like to take the brains of uh brandon and Deidre and antoine but um yeah that was really disappointing not surprising but still disappointing um the other thing in the uh, international fucking black people, Italy needs to chill out and <laughs> stop acting like they're surprised that people were throwing bananas at the country's first black minister. I'm a big soccer fan, and um, Italy is one of the most racist countries in all of world soccer. Uh, routinely, black players will have bananas thrown at them. The crowd will make monkey noises. Uh, there is a black guy who was born in Italy named Mario Balotelli. Excellent player, crazy, one of the most entertaining athletes in the world, in my opinion. Um, he plays as a, a forward, like a goal scorer, striker for Italy, and routinely it is like people have chanted there are no black Italians when he's like playing in games and scoring and winning for Italy. So... I feel like it's kind of disingenuous to Italy to be like, oh, we didn't know. I can't believe somebody would do this. I mean, it happens more or less week in, week out to the black players in the Italian league. So, uh, you know, 
I've been to Italy and nobody racisted me when I was there, but Italy is super racist. And they pretty much fucking with black people all the time. Anyway, have a good one. I'll talk to you later. And peace. Keep up the good work. Peace. peace. Wow. wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, Italy, they racist, dog. What are we going to say, man? I, that's crazy. But like, racist dude people is on your team and helping you win, and you sitting up here like, there's no black Italians. Damn. You got to really hate niggas to do that. Yeah, but them racist people show sure make some good um, spaghetti and, and fettuccine Alfredo, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo, what's good? What's good, family? It's your boy, Rock, from the Black Astronauts Podcast. Just uh, sending you some love. A couple quick points. Uh, you know, it's another great week. Uh, first and all, first and foremost, um, to that CNN uh, lemon nigga that you were talking about on episode five one eight. Uh, fuck you, dude. Um, yeah, you know, it just really reminds me of this whole thing where Dave Chappelle was talking about um, this conspiracy against black men in Hollywood, and uh, he took the wrong fucking pill. He said. Uh, Fuck that, I'm going to eat the steak, I'm going to be stay in the Matrix, and I'm going to do my thing. So, yeah, fuck, fuck lemon. Uh, I might not even drink lemonade for a couple of years because of that shit. Um, this whole white people trying to uh, fathom not being able to use the word nigga, like, I think that's really funny, man. Um, it's just, it just, they just can't understand. It's like, they, they look at it like, how can one of life's options not be accessible to them. Like, they just can't wrap their mind around that. Uh, so I just think that that's real interesting. Um, you know, so that just drives me crazy. Another thing, uh, episode 519, uh, homelessness in Hawaii, man. I lived out there for a little bit, and I'll let you know, man, if I was going to fucking be homeless, that uh, that's the place I would be, you know, a bed of warm sand, a, a luau every night. Um you know, so, yeah, they don't have to really push that one. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'll send them to Florida. <laughs> nope. Uh, and then finally, uh, just this handcuff thing, man. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to say I, I, I don't think it's worth it. You might need to let the uh, handcuffs go. So uh, one, there was this one chick who, um, you know, asked me to handcuff her, and it, it, was in a, it was in the bar stool. That was probably bad planning on my part. And, uh, yeah, she almost broke her wrist. I was like, um, it's not worth it. So, anyway, man, that's my time. Much love. And, uh, yeah, so it's good work. Peace. And uh, that's uh, the video girl in the background saying what's up. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, first of all, um, shout out to the baby. I can't believe you're staying around being a good father and shit. You know, you black. You're not supposed to be able to do that. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, yeah, a lot of people feel that way about Don Lemon and, and whatnot, man. And, uh, that's just gonna be a thing he gotta deal with, man. I mean, it'll be, he'll be okay, you know? Um, I think it'll be cool that he can actually, you know, prove to everybody that it'll be okay that somebody can talk shit about you and, you know, you still be on the air the next week, so. Um, as far as homelessness in Hawaii, man, it sounds like the best homelessness ever. So beautiful, tropical, mm-hmm. all those brown people. Uh, it sounds great. Hey, Ron Karen, it's RJ from Colorado. How are you guys doing? Um, good. good. I call it because, and I guess this was when Dexter was on the show, mm-hmm. but this one is key to kind of stuff that I'm into, but, um, 
the people that were having issues with handcuffs because they were reading Fifty Shades of Grey are, uh, yeah, they're fucking idiots <laughs> because that stuff involves trust. And not only that, Fifty Shades of Grey is really not a good book to get into the king scene with. I mean, yeah, it's it's good escape, escapism. Yeah, it's, it's good escapism. Um, and I've read all three books. They weren't that great. Um, and the only reason why they weren't that great is because right after I finished them, I realized that they were fan fictions. Mm. They are fan fiction of Twilight. Now, if you're a nerd and you know what fan fiction is, then fan fiction is usually not the greatest source material to go, like, if you, if you want to make a story of your own, yeah, that's fine. You do fan fiction. But other than that, you don't really use that as a basis for anything. If you're going to get into bondage or if you're going to get into BDSM and have someone whip you or flog you or beat you with a belt, um, you go to people that are actually kinksters. You go to uh, actual the actual BDSM community. You don't get it from a book thinking you can do it. It takes years and years and years to learn how to flog someone right so you don't bruise their fucking kidneys. It takes years to build up trust with somebody that you consider a dominant. Hell, there's even stuff that triggers people. I won't let my boyfriend use a belt on me. Yes, we're into BDSM and we're into kids, but I won't let him use a belt. Why? Traumatizing childhood. That's all you need to know. Hmm. Anyways, um, oh, and Gabby is still the biracial girl because I, I am way too dark. So... And sound way too white, if that makes any sense. Um, but yeah, uh, have a good weekend, guys. Um, I just thought I would key in on that point right there. Alright? <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you, sweetie. Um, so there you go, Gabby. Answer your question. You still the official one, um, apparently. Uh, I had nothing to do with that. Y'all decided between yourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, must have been the white part of y'all that was able to avoid conflict and come to a resolution. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't do any handcuff shit in the bedroom, so, mm-hmm. you know. I want to be free. Mm-hmm. That's a problem for other people to have. Uh, we also mm-hmm. had a couple of emails, so you can get to those. Um, first one was actually from my man Aaron over at the Black Astronauts Podcast, and he was, like, saying that, you know, we went on this show, and he said, I don't know if any podcast ever let you into their downloads, but I wanted to show you the impact you have on the show one retweet just one of our just one and our, our downloads doubled for one day not that i shouldn't care that i should care but i do honestly just appreciate you and wanted to thank you again for taking your time out to come hang out with us got to get back up so thank you yes we do we got to have y'all thank on you, our show sweetie. um mm-hmm. for sure yeah. you got to schedule um, that soon yeah i'll hit y'all up through the email or whatnot but uh yeah that's I had a good That's time cool, with y'all. Man. And I'm glad, I'm glad that it helps. And, um, I'm glad sh- that people went to check y'all out. Yeah. I'm glad that people follow us and to new places whenever we go somewhere else. Cause you know, there's a lot of good shows and you can stick around and listen to the next couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like, damn, I can't miss this show either. You know? Yep. Terry and Mike wrote, Hey Rod and Karen. I'm so glad. And I discovered this podcast. The blackout tips adds happiness to my life. It helps to keep me sane. Rod and Karen have me cracking up. In addition to all the ratchet fun, your insights on the serious topics have taught me a lot. The lack of PC bullshit and open conversations about race, racism are so refreshing. The combination of wit and insight makes for a great podcast. For anyone considering going TBGWT Premium, I highly recommend it. I enjoy the premium shows so much that I kind of feel guilty for only paying $15 a month for them. 
y'all know that rod and karen will not disappoint they obviously put a lot of time and effort into these shows premium is worth every penny peace terry thanks terry thank you um, sweetie. glad that you're enjoying it we still have uh some more to put out the next week and some yeah changes, i almost so. got a backlog going on i know i know starting to interview people faster than i can put the show out lemon um they said please keep me anonymous so that's who i'll the anonymous wrote this Thanks for getting into social politics of people like Mr. Lemon. Honestly, in the past, I agree with what Lemon said recently. The cause for the for those thoughts was my frustration at constantly being treated differently and being stared at by white people whenever I was out and about, though black people stared as well. I just wanted to be treated like my immediate per circle, mostly white people who don't get what I'm going through. Over time, I stopped caring about how people judge me based on stereotypes and what they see other pe- black people doing. I care more about why I was being held to a standard that was viewed in a way that no white person was viewed. This shift in perception in part led to me struggling to get past my limited views of black people. The other thing that helped is realizing that if people are, that people is going to judge me on anything other than what I do, they aren't a person worth my time. Thanks for doing the podcast. Guess the race and sore ratchetness are my favorite segments. And I agree, sweetie. Yeah, like that is the other underlying thing mm-hmm. that um I didn't dis- really get to discuss, and I, you know, I thought about bringing it up um when I was talking on Twitter with Bob, but I was just like, it it is too much, and uh, you know, I don't know how, you know, I don't really know a great way to word it, but I'll just say like, I feel like there's a lot of shame in mm-hmm. in successful black people, like not just. Like, there's a lot of, like, why am I even tied to this um, sentiment? Mm-hmm. And why can't my story just be considered individual? Mm-hmm. And, and not the black story. Mm-hmm. And then part of that is proving or showing people that you're as disgusted by black people as they are. Um, and that is something you can't prove. Mm-mm. it's just something that either you feel off a person or either you understand what i'm talking about or you, you don't, don't. Mm-hmm. but you know i've had that situation with people where i'm sitting up there like yeah th- this person is clearly um you know this person clearly has issues or whatever with the idea of being a black person you know and the idea of being connected to all this blackness so mm-hmm. You know, when I see shit like that, man, it's, it's it's always like I raise an eyebrow. Like, why? Like, why did you feel like you needed to to say that in this format? Like, I'm gonna always wonder, and uh, you can't stop me from wondering. Mm-hmm. And you'll you'll have your thought process. I'll have mine. But you know, uh, I'm always gonna wonder that kind of shit. Like, hmm, okay, this is what this is what you thought about it. Okay. And this is where you thought was the best time to talk about it and address it. And, you know, I'm going to think about that shit. So, um, and some black people do have that, that issue mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm just embarrassed and ashamed of black people and I want them to act better so I can feel better about myself. And that is the only way in which they really care about black people is just so they won't embarrass them. You know, like mm-hmm. people care about their kids acting up in the store. And, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know, man. I feel like. I don't want to be involved in that type of shame. Uh, thoughts on the show. Howard says, Hey, Rod and Karen, love this week's shows. Anyway, I have a thought on your question on whether or not anyone's Uncle Tom. I'm not sure if I mentioned him before, but I have a friend of mine who is black that is black that qualifies as one. I'll just stick to the main reasons of why I think he is one. 
he was raised in an environment where there were so few black people around him he grew up with friends that were only asian white or biracial while he does not consider himself a republican he classifies himself as a member of the tea party and a constitutionalist his statements about why black people should not vote democrat he brings up the fact that abraham lincoln was a republican and he finds the movie glory to be biased liberal trife that didn't because they didn't mention that there were black people on the confederate side during the civil war seriously as for my thought of why i believe he's so bitter at black liberal black people is because he seems to be out of touch with black culture by a wide gap this is proven by the fact that he believes that black people are exaggerating how bad racial profiling is and believes cause of racism is just black people crying wolf also as for don lemon while i understand that way that he meant to be earnest in his statement for how black people should go about fixing our community i believe he was uh, he was too patronizing yes he should pull we should pull up our pants i hate it you hate it. it's not a big issue to worry about the n-word is also a small fish people are free to say what they want they will just have to deal with the said consequences that come with it littering really how we are supposed to respect where we live how about we stop stop with graffiti or here's an idea organize a community to stand up to criminals come on mama joe was right together we can strike a mighty blow while the acting white aspect hit home with me i think he went about it wrong i would have said to america that i what i tell my younger brother and cousins don't let the idiots trip you up just because everyone around him treats him like the man including girls bet money that same dude who won't go to class will become one of the other dumb niggas on the corner that have no job but got four kids by three different women and the girl that called you a little bitch because you would rather study than dick around all at the mall, she'll be baby mama number two. Which leads me to my final point of his about not having kids out of wedlock. No shit. The only logical thing, uh-uh. the only logical thing I can say to that, to fix that is, as I stated before, is to stop teaching our sons that they have to spend part of their lives just fucking girls left and right saying boys will be boys and we need to stop teaching our girls to be so shallow in terms of what they want from a man. Seriously, just because a dude looks like Michael Ely does not mean he's going to be a good father when he gets you pregnant. Well, I've said what I had to say. Hope it wasn't too deviating from your favorite small town blurred Howard Tyrone Smith II. Um, I don't know, man. Every time I read the, read the more, it seems like the longer Howard writes, the more I think he has issues with women. Like, he has a lot of like, why these women didn't pick me moments in this email. <laughs> it's like, well that's why this nigga gonna grow up and have four kids of three different women because he got all the pussy and i ain't getting none um i hope that's not true well that's what i'm reading you know this, this ain't the first time i've been like okay we started on this topic and then we kind of got to women ain't shit for not fucking with me um again but um i don't know man i'm i think the thing about don lemon's points is it's an interesting conversation because i don't think anybody disagrees with some like some of the shit i mean like i don't care about pulling your pants up and i found what he said to be very homophobic about you know where it comes from right mm-hmm. you know what that means the one who sags their pants you know what it means like that was just some real homophobic shit and i guess yes, since was. he's gay nobody's saying anything about it but that's homophobic as fuck um but then you know everything else he said like you know you can debate about the n-word shit i mean he he's just saying what he wants to say he's like you're not taking it back like that's not even why necessarily why people use it. But if they are, fuck, fuck it. What are you going to do? Nothing. Like, like, I just think is to me, it's like, it's not going to solve anything. But if people want to ha- keep having these discussions, hey, man, feel free. 
just don't expect me to apply the shit like you doing something brave it's not like everybody think niggas ain't shit i really don't know where y'all are living that y'all think someone is protective of the idea of niggas not being shit uh as a good thing like i don't know hello i've never met anyone who's like it's good that black people are having kids out of wedlock i love that oh man you know what i like litter pan sagging is the best like i don't care whatever it's just not gonna change shit so go bitch and you know hopefully enough people be watching the show and get enough ratings and enough attaboys and it'll help you advance in your career you know like you can't subtract that from this whole thing too uh which i find interesting you know mm-hmm. but uh me too some people are willing to take him at his word i don't know that dude uh and i'm skeptical just about everything so you know that's my point Nikki writes in great tech support hey rod and karen just want to say rod is the greatest tech support guy ever he fixed my problem and had me laughing rod not only gave me tech support but he opened my eyes as to why i don't see hispanics in arizona well <laughs> yeah it was simple because it's a racist state against hispanics oh yeah and they left like droves they were like oh mm. well that's all thanks rod now i can listen to premium content on my iphone at work you're welcome sweetie no you're welcome sweetie from me Tech support rod. I don't know what Karen's talking about. She didn't do anything to do with that. Hey, my name on this thing too. <laughs> uh, what happened to dignity? This is from Mudslinger. Of course, that means it's in all black caps lock bold. What are rod and Karen? The, sh- the show still has me drawn in, especially the premium content. Niggas, y'all have so much content that I have several emails started, but not sent. Oh, well, maybe next lifetime. Okay, now on to my rant. Rod, clear your throat before you start. Uh, I will not. You don't own me. <laughs> friends, friends, listeners, tippers, lend me your ears. Recent events have stalled my commentary, but I find that now is time to weigh in. Firstly, what do you think the recent events were? Mm-hmm. I think he was in jail. <laughs> Just going by muscling a track record, some of the things he says and does and advocates on the show. I'm going to say the nigga was in jail for a couple months, couldn't write the show. Now he's out and he's ready to get back to fuck Obama and all this stuff. So let's see. Firstly, fuck anyone who thinks that black people are to blame or even need to change because of the Trayvon Martin verdict. These honorable black men and women who spoke, speak for us, quote unquote, have with passion for our struggle, yet cast no shame on or blame on five white women in a cowardly colored uh more than likely fall into the tra- into the category of Tom. Also, I'm not sure how being a woman automatically gives white women an exemption from the racism test, but whatever. That is funny. <laughs> I'm serious. Nobody ever talks about white people white women being racist unless it's Paula Dean saying nigger. But nobody ever is like, well white people white women racist too. Mm-hmm. Secondly, fuck the White House for trying to calm black people by explaining to white America why this situation is a bad thing. I feel bad for Obama. He had to put on some black face and do his bamboozle thing yet again. Oh. Finally, is it possible to just let old black people talk their shit and move on? Uh, it is possible and it happens all the time. Um, uh, in people's houses, um, people's churches. It mm-hmm. happens a ton of the time. Um, although Don Lemon ain't old. So Mm-mm. just, I don't know if you've ever seen this dude. He's young as fuck, dog. Uh, I'm not sure how it is in other families, but in mine, we allow our septuagenarians and octogenarians to talk their shit on the youth publicly without bitching up and crying about how their words hurt our tender thug souls. 
<laughs> I've never encountered any race, nation, or organization where old black folks don't, where old folks don't talk shit about how much more the youth could be doing, even if we feed and clothe the motherfuckers. But the only time I ever hear the youth toss a fuck you comment back, uh, at those old people is in the hood on world star hip hop, soldier boy train dancing videos and the numerous mass transit knockout videos. Um, that's so not true. I can't even really address that. Like <laughs> white people cannot be more disrespectful to their elderly as a whole. It like yeah, black people, you like, we you. not special there. Honestly, like we have a reverence for the old and black in our, in our, in our like culture that is so fucking, strong mm-hmm. sometimes it's to crazy. a fault but yes but i like i can't listen to one white podcast without somebody blaming their parents who both were there provided for them had businesses all this shit for everything fucked up in their adult ass life and i'm always like that's amazing that you thought that that was cool to do so yeah um i yeah i can't get behind that anyway do niggas not have home training do we not uh know when to just shut the fuck up and let the mob do what it do in conclusion is it possible to stop all this sensitive ass emotional crybaby shit and start acting like men can we stand up and control our households not disrespect our families by fathering children without making long-term commitments stop that bullshit rhetoric that black public figures shouldn't publicly criticize or scrutinize other black public figures because it embarrasses us and let old niggers cook oh so i guess it's talking about bella fonte mm-hmm um belafonte is not impossible of harboring logic you know and i my thing with belafonte is unlike most of y'all who just think he old and black and mad i think he's cunning conniving and like brilliant to an extent Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day he getting jay-z and beyonce to sit down with him off of just calling their ass out and questioning their charity and questioning their black call maybe he could maybe he couldn't know oh that's true everybody keep assuming this shit you don't we don't know that he could have been like i called jay-z i'm not getting any response on my shit i want traction so so i'm gonna just fucking say what i want to like they will eventually come to me somebody will ask him this shit will get out and as soon as he basically jay-z said you know he acknowledged him he was like well i'd be willing to sit down with him like i think the shit was brilliant on a i mean it's, it's fucked up but it's brilliant like, I don't know why people keep acting like old people stupid or some shit. Like, they got old because they smart and they savvy. Ain't that the truth? Everybody not going to make it to old. So They sure ain't because there's a lot of dumb people that's going to die off because they stupid. Yeah, if y'all don't, like, get that man. I mean, I don't know. I give him his just due. Like, is it fucked up? Yes. Did it work? Mm-hmm. So, that goes both ways. FYI, I don't need to address black women because YouTube already has covered that covered. Thanks for your time. That's all I wanted to say. God bless you and good night. Uh, Saying to you, Mudslinger. Thank you, sweetie. Um, all right, man. That is it for uh, today's feedback show. Uh, we should have a nerd off at 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll be back and we'll talk to y'all guys then. Um, until tomorrow, where I guess will be Owen and Chill from Tastes Like Fried Chicken podcast. <laughs> Get them on. Yep. So until tomorrow, love you. You too, baby. Mwah.